Hi, I'm Madeline Quigley. And I'm Emily Quinn. And this is Young and Bereaved, a podcast about grief. recording if i stay i'm supposed to go to london in september um and you know we'll totally be ahead of schedule we'll pre-record like three three episodes (laughs) and like we'll be super on top of it no one will ever know i was gone by then we're gonna be different people we will be and we'll have it covered yep (laughs) okay let's see if this works say something hello now (laughs) (laughs) i was just saying i don't keep a trash can in my room um because it will fill up with trash and <laughs> I won't take it out and there I'll just be like a bucket of garbage in my room when usually it'll just be like scraps that I leave everywhere and I like collect the scraps once a day rather than like do it you do that up. once I a do. day not like once a day but it'll be like tags from clothing that that I you throw do a on sweep. my I'll do a sweep you do a sweep I'll do a sweep yeah and if I had a, my my mom when I was moving into one of my like my first college house my first college apartment we were putting my bedroom together and she was like, I'm not buying you a trash can because I know that you will never empty it. And so now I just, like now I just, Jenga tower. Yeah, exactly. So now yeah. I just don't ever have a garbage can in my bedroom You're and I probably never will. That's just, just a it's quirk her influence. About you. Yeah, I'm just like really quirky. And that's weird about me. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> I don't have a trash can. <laughs> I'm just like, not like other girls. Like I don't keep a trash can in my room. <laughs> I'm kind of like that. I, like, don't like... Well, it has nothing to do with my mom, but I just don't like using Google Maps, and it's, like, my Well, I use Google... Or, no, I use Apple Maps. That's even worse. That's even less. I know. What do you use? I use my fucking brain. I use my sense of direction. Fucking cartography. Yeah. I look at the map sometimes and figure out a route, and then I know it in my head, and I go do it. There was one time in the fall where I texted Maddie, and I was like, oh my god, did you look at the stars tonight? And she was like, yeah, I charted them out. I can't wait to show you. She had, like, a fucking paper scroll sure that she was carving out the locations of the okay. night sky in. You're too. like, you had a chisel yeah. and a fucking rock. <laughs> and I was on my phone on my little you night sky app. You have your little night sky app, and I have a piece of paper yeah. that is... A little, it's, it's, and I have a red light. It's, I mean, it's retro. It's nice. It takes long. I feel like I've earned you it You like more. doing stuff I like that doing way. stuff like that way. You like taking the long way around. I'm a bit I of an like, analog. I feel like that's a very cancer thing. You think? You're like very, yeah, there's like a nostalgia about that. Oh, you're using methods yeah, of the past yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, very yeah. much cancer. Oh yeah. My, so you're telling me my crippling nostalgia my whole life might have something to do with the fact that I've got like a lot of cancer placements. That, it might, yeah, it might have something to my do with that. My crippling, even at eight years old, my family was like, damn, you're nostalgic. You are yeah, eight. Man, you having, don't have anything dude, to do. Dude, having a cancer moon will do that to Ooh, you. Even yeah, you as were a like, kid. You were like nostalgic for your past lives as a child. Oh man, you're hitting me deep. This is too much right now. This nostalgic is... for the womb. Just nostalgic for past lives. That really cuts deep. Yeah. 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 Would you ever do like a past life regression reading or whatever it is that people do? Yeah, I'd love to do that. I just don't. I'm going to let that find me. For sure. Because yeah, I was thinking me. like, how the hell do you know if you have the right person to do that for Or if you? I'm in the right place. like Because yeah. like, I... that kind of thing would find you like when mm-hmm. you're ready. Mm-hmm. So we have a podcast. 
Um, we're still doing that? Yeah. Okay, well, they okay. May, people may not believe us. <laughs> it was only one week. And I think the truth of the matter is it Tell was us. always going to be touch and go until I got a new laptop. Is this this a isn't a new laptop. This is my mom's laptop, okay. which I hate using because I try to keep it precious because it has all of her stuff right, on it. Right. But it's the only thing I, I only use it to record the podcast, mm-hmm. and then it's like sits in a closet mm-hmm. to keep it safe. I don't want to travel. I'm about to go buy this. a new laptop, so we should like. I out. bought a new laptop off. I bought a refurbished one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it goes well, you should do the same. I bought a refurbished 2015 MacBook, mm-hmm. 2014 MacBook, because that was a good year. <laughs> For MacBooks. For MacBooks. Yeah. The new one, it was only 380 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's a good, it has, the new ones you need like dongles and stuff just to, because they don't have any of the ports. Disgusting. 20, and the keyboard gets all weird at a certain point. They really? Make, and the trackpad gets like, tut, they, this is a computer. They make it into like a, there's like a bar up here. I know they have that new bar. Screen. I don't yeah. need any of I that. I don't need that. I don't need that. 380 bucks. Okay. So if it if it works well, like yeah, you, you, know, you should definitely get that. It'll run all the server, all the software you want to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was get... about to buy a brand new one. No, I have no, never <laughs> buy anything brand new from Apple, folks. Learn no, 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 no. I like having nice new things. That is something that is that has been taught to you by capitalism, <laughs> and you should. Okay, Maddie, I know. Do you want to help the planet, or do you want to have a shiny MacBook? I can't do both. I don't. I don't really know if anything we're doing is helping the planet. I think. Also, it's more of Apple's responsibility than mine. Mm-hmm. They ain't doing much. Right. If if you it think doesn't doesn't really come down to the individuals when it comes to climate change. I think what we can do the best is just shit on them and erode public trust. Yeah. I think that is I think the that's best kind thing of happening, and I think do. that we see that in people like quitting their jobs and mass right mm-hmm. now, is that people are actually really fed up. And, like, did you see that McDonald's in France was taken over as, like, a soup kitchen by the people? No. Yeah, like, more of that. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, eroding from a public standpoint is what we can do, and that's what I do yeah. when I tell you to never buy anything news from Apple. No, because, listen, the, uh, the old Apple stuff's still there. Buy that. Anyways. Right. It's these little things that you don't really think about unless they affect you directly. Like, I just read that the MTA is ending... Um, cash payments like you can't go up to the window and buy that's like a 275 ter- ride that's anymore. terrible it's and that is like discrimination against poor people full stop like if you don't have a debit or credit card and you can't use the little they have those like omni machines where you just kind of swipe and go and you can go through who wants to put their credit card information into, into, one, the, in, that into that an mta operated machine um, like, you better make Times a burner Square. get a burner credit card right, for that exactly. everyone and they're taking away like a lot of the kiosks where you can pay cash to ride that's so which eliminates that option for a lot of people i had to email an embassy and the email cost um for an immigration thing and and an immigration question and to email them it costs like four dollars what but to me it was like this is just discrimination against people who don't have credit cards like it isn't an amount of money yes it is the fact just proof that you can do it that you can do it to be able to ask a question to the immigration office so fucked up. Mm-hmm. I was like, why do you need... It was like three ninety eight. I'm sure it was some arbitrary tax, but underneath it all, it was like you need a credit card to yep. be able to even yep. contact us to consider getting a visa. Yeah, that's what we that's mean so when we say up. it's systemic. It's, it is so fucked up. 
So, like, this is a grief podcast. <laughs> is it? it? And we definitely... We are grieving the end of the human race as it unfolds before us. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Correct. We're here for the ride, baby. Um, I will say, it's been a rough grief, whatever, since we've been... Yeah. When's the last time we recorded? Two weeks ago. Right? Two weeks ago. And I think I hinted then that it hadn't been so good. Mm-hmm. It's been bad. Year two is pretty bad. Year two is not my favorite thing. Okay, tell me more. I just, like, I feel like I've been saying to my... We're really jumping into it. But I feel like I've been saying to myself, like, my mom was a real person. She really <gasps> was here. Like, no, 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 yes. Like, I'm like, yes. my mom really did exist. Like, I'm like, t- need to touch physical things. And I'm like, need to, like, look at photos and be like, no, she was real. Yes. Like, it was. it isn't just a memory. She I was feel a like real person. I was there for much of year one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's which so made bad. me feel like a disgusting it's human so being. so bad. I expressed that to my aunt once. I was like, honestly, Abby, it just feels like she never even existed, mm-hmm. which feels like the most psychotic oh. thing to say about your dead mother. But something in my brain like shifted. Something inside of me is like trying to protect me from something. I don't know. Just like the weight of it, of her absence. And so yeah, instead, yeah, 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 my yeah. brain was just like, no, she was never here. No, your life has always been this way. Yeah, but like, I just can't really access the feeling of what it felt like to have a living I mom know, right. anymore. No, I don't. I can't access right that. like to have that security. Because yeah. for me, um, when I think back to three hundred sixty-five days ago, my mom was still alive. Yeah, and I just like can't. I I look back on that life, and I just like don't even recognize myself at this point. Oh no way! Who is? Oh. I was saying to my therapist the other day, like, it's just not, like, it's just not fair that my life gets to keep on going Mm -hmm. and hers doesn't. Mm -hmm. And, like, she heard that, but she was like, Quinn, people die. I know, but. And it's, like, the simplest shit like that that she says to me that makes me mad sometimes, but she was like, people die and you have to keep living. And that's kind of just what it is. I know. But we have and it to. feels rude to keep living, but it's well, more it doesn't, rude it not doesn't, to. Well, it is exactly. It's like the second best thing is to live a great life despite it. It's also the hardest thing to live a great life mm-hmm. despite it. But it's so frustrating, like that sort of like life continues on without them, and that's just what it is. But it's like it doesn't just continue on for a little bit. It's like life is long, and I've lost my mom so early. And to me, it's like I look at this highway of like potentially 50, 75 more years. Like, mm-hmm. 75 would be intense if I was 103. <laughs> but uh, who knows? But then I get the 103, haven't seen my mom in, how much did I say, 75 yeah. years? Like, that's what is so annoying yeah, about it. you get it. further and further I get away from further her. and further from, away. From the version of your life that existed with her and in it. And I've realized that even if we meet in the afterlife, like, let's say that is true in some form, it will never be the way it was where it was 25-year-old no, yeah. Madeline and my mom and the and way... And you're both human. And we're and both honor. human and here and we've spent these years together and we know each other in this way and, and, no, and we don't have anything. It would be like a, like a weird energy exchange or like maybe we're already one energy. It'd be like it's just never going to be like it was ever. Yeah. Unless we find a parallel universe... To live in. But, like, I'm not com- coming back here. <laughs> I don't need... We know that. Why? You're not coming back. 
If you need to see Maddie in this lifetime, you better you, you better, better book schedule a it in. <laughs> She's not coming back. I'm not coming back <laughs> to this planet. Please don't make me. Yeah, I think that's really one of the hardest truths is that the longer you live, the longer you've lived without I hate her. It. I hate that truth. I hate that truth. Yeah, and that was something that kind of attacked me early on. I remember saying to my friend, like, in 10 years, I will only be 35, and it will have been 10 years since I saw my mom, since I spoke to my mom. I'm just afraid of them becoming a memory. I just hate that that is what it is. They're a memory. I know. They're not, like... And that's what makes me mad, is that it's not fair. Like, she yeah, didn't get yeah, to... Yeah, it isn't She fair. didn't get to choose to be a memory. Like, she didn't get... She didn't even... I mean, I don't, I don't know, but, like, we had more of an understanding that she was dying than she did, and that is really? so fucking unfair. Like, in the moment. Like, we were conscious and oh, she was okay, unconscious, yeah. basically. And I say that with no knowledge of, like, how awake her spirit was or, like, yeah. what she actually mm-hmm. knew it was happening, but the point of it is when we made the decision that it, it was time for her to die, like, we were alive and conscious and she was not. And that's just not fucking fair. Like, that makes me so angry. Yeah. That she didn't have a say in, in the matter. That cool. she didn't have any consciousness in the matter. I, I think that death, that's why people, like, work in that sphere. Whether you're a death doula, a nurse, like, work in a hospice environment. Because I think death is just sticky like that. Yeah, there's no empowerment in dying. No, it's kind of a the complete opposite yeah, of that. It is, it like is, a letting it is the go. opposite of power. It's the yeah. op- it is truly giving up all autonomy. Attachment. An attachment. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And yeah. so, and it isn't pretty. I don't think dying is pretty. Like, the actual act of... Well, that's like, birth isn't pretty. Like, the entrance yep. and exits into this and out of this world are disgusting and terrible. And that's why we have so little infrastructure around them. Yeah, well, And painful. Infrastructure, even just in the sense of conversation and dialogue. Totally, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like financially and like in terms of hospital system wise we have a lot of infrastructure around them even but almost still, to hide though, it only almost right. to only hide. to hide it only to hide oh, it not to ease it mm-hmm. you know who it makes it easier for the living people so that we don't have to, to see, see the it. reminder that we're going to die we're going to die or that and birth is pretty that we're going to be old and that we're not going to be young anymore and that we're going to be sick yeah. mm-hmm. being Ooh, sick being is not really something sick. we talk about being old and sick yeah yeah it's just tough all of it's tough like the way yeah, society man. like and like, well, just like growing up, like just like yep. getting into this period of time where we can say that we actually are are starting to understand the consequences of like aging in a human body, like getting to this age of almost 30. Yeah. Like my knees aren't great. Beginning to see consequences. Mm, you know? Feel consequences. Yeah, physically. Yeah. Right. I said that there was like a, there's a person on, on work who just joined who's 10 years younger than me. And I've never had someone 10 years younger than me be like an adult. They're Isn't that weird? They're a decade younger than me, but they're an adult. They're 18. Yeah. That's a weird place. Everyone 10 years younger than me my whole life has been That's I've just started becoming aware yeah. of that. Yep. It's really bizarre. And it's like, I'm like, I have orthopedics in my shoes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm about to turn 28. Like, I, it's just a weird, it is to feel the punishment. I, do you, at the same time, I feel so young, but at the same time, I feel like you and I have been handed such big things Maybe for the environment, I think we're having very human experience, but I somehow feel like an outsider. Like I have some secret knowledge to the pain of the world mm. that not people in my 
immediate circle and maybe that's part of the problem is that I wasn't in an immediate circle that people were confronting things like this I was in a very privileged I think bubble. that's exactly what it is I think that those people are less common than people who are in on the secret of yeah. suffering mm-hmm. mm. I think that it's not really a secret to most people yeah. that life mm-hmm. is mostly suffering I think that we really got off easy yeah, up to this so point easy. yeah uh, but it was a big I I know that and that's why I almost want to shake. I'll go back and shake myself. Like you have no fucking clue. Well, that's the thing, dude. Is she know. not? She had no fucking clue. Yeah. Like that's she had no let her be ignorant. Like let our past selves be children. We yeah. weren't always acting in a way that was going to be good for our post death selves. Like we were doing things that we ended up regretting. That's what it is to be a human being. That's, yeah. There's no point in making your past self feel bad. Yeah, I am. Um, I had an in-person with my therapist last week and, um, always good to schedule therapy when you're upset. Yeah. We highly endorse therapy. (laughs) Well, most, most of the time when I talk to her now in the last like three conversations that we've had, I am coming to conclusions myself and like going to her for confirmation. And usually around the end of the session, she'll be like, so what did you call me for? Cause I'm like coming really? to everything I That's need on my own. In a cool way. No, no, but yeah, I, I yeah. like her. Like we're kind of on that level. And she knows that I am, like, she... And that's a compliment to her, is that she has equipped me with, like, this the rationalization skills that I need mm-hmm. um, to, like, exist as this new human being and, like, interact with other new human beings in mm-hmm. a new world, you know? More than ever, like, um, talking about meditation and, like, really, really encouraging me to meditate, and it feels, like, redundant to even say that because she has said that to me every single session we've had since, like, September. Um... And actually in this last session, <laughs> she asked if I had ever had any psychic experiences. And I was like, well, that's all I needed out of therapy. I'll see you later. <laughs> Looking for a sign. Got it. Let me free up my bank account to give it to yeah. a psychic. Let me set aside the funds for a psychic experience. Right. So um, that that was cool kind of, kind of validation to get from her because like Something I've talked about is how I, I've always felt like they're... And everybody does have a level of intuition intuition that can be home. No doubt. You have like a high everybody. one, too, and you know it. Well, that's the thing, is that I do know that. And I do know that I, like, if I open myself up more, like, I probably would have a much easier time, like, connecting with the universe or whatever. Um, but, like, whatever. <laughs> but, like I've said before, like, I just... I have this very grounded yeah. energy. And I was telling Cynthia, it's... I am too grounded. Like I'm too anchored and rooted um, that I, I don't think that I, it's difficult for me to reach anything above the earth. I think it might be difficult for you to reach it in the way you think you should, but maybe if it feels like something you need to work on or it feels like a, something you have to put on your to-do list to work on, that might not be the avenue for you to reach it. And maybe that's there when I are don't want to do things. I know you don't want to do it in that way or you would have done it by now. So maybe, you know, the view, the view of how you think you're going to connect or yeah. how you think it might just be a little different. And yeah. I think work within where your energy is most you're comfortable so right. is what is going to, where you're going to find the most success. You're so right. I keep trying to like match myself to these regimens that are just not intuitive you're, for me. I'm like, I do it like a, like on my schedule and you're like, oh, I got to do that. It's like, bitch, we have totally different I know. Like how would, ways. how would you hate doing this? That's probably how <laughs> yeah, I should yeah, do yeah. it. What way would stress me out the most? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you should yeah, approach that's it. my recommendation. Yeah. Uh-huh. I need to ways. reshape how I reshape. perceive. Reshape. 
this um, achievement or this path. Yeah. Even just thinking that it's like, I think just noticing, starting baseline, noticing moments in your life where you feel the most intuitive, Mm -hmm. just trying to like learn where you are. Like, like you said, like you don't think where you are is going to help you, but do you know where you are? Like just try. (laughs) (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) Sorry. I got really into the moment. (laughs) Just try to observe like where, when you're feeling, because there are moments Quinn, where like, you know, out of a week, there might be three minutes where I like really felt like there, I had a moment where I was like in the center of it all and I could understand everything, but that's three minutes out of a week, you know? I did have a moment, um, I was like at Brewster's the other day. What the fuck did you get? Um, I didn't make a great choice. It was like one of their twister, like blended things, but it was just brownie bites and vanilla ice cream. It wasn't bad. No, 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 it was fine, but it was just like fine. Anyways, but I was, we were sitting there at the table, um, and I just kind of was like, it was a really beautiful day, and this, um, woman came in with her mother and her daughter, so it was like a grandmother and like a little toddler granddaughter, and like, there were families there eating ice cream together, and I started to cry a little bit, just because I was like, I missed this, I missed just like, being with people, and like, observing that little girl and her grandmother, like, singing together, Mm -hmm. and... Just, like, being around humanity again. I couldn't agree more. In a way where I'm not um, serving them pancakes. (laughs) Like, when I get to be a part of humanity and, like, not a not an an invisible facilitator. Exactly. Yeah. I feel that so much. Like, I even played... I was thinking about it. I played beer pong with friends a couple weeks ago, and it was so much fun. Who fucking thought I'd be like, beer pong? So grateful. But just to, like, do something and, like, be hanging out with people. I think it's cool that we're, like, noticing all these tiny things that we used to take for granted. Yeah, I would have... I... With the you pandemic, used to take beer pong so for granted, I, Yeah, Maddie. exactly. <laughs> I can tell you, if the pandemic hadn't happened, going into 28, I would have thought I was too cool for beer pong. <laughs> I wouldn't have played. But now, now? does anyone want to... I'm missing it. I want to play again. I'm kind of like juiced up on beer pong. Who wants like, to play beer pong? I am like a 20-year-old frat guy right now. I want to play some Can we add in pong. some flip cup? I like I flip would cup. Love fl- I love I, flip cup. Should I do like a beer Olympics or something? Yes. Like opens, oh my god, be- that'd be so fun. Again, but it's like anything, like, we paid a price to appreciate this. Of course. Like, just the way I have a much better perspective on life post my mom. Of course. I paid the price of not having a mom for that perspective. And yeah. just, like, this, we appreciate these little things like beer pong. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah, we paid, we spent. A year. A year and a we, half inside. We paid a year, year of our lives. lives. Yeah, that year from, like, my 27th birthday to now my 28th birthday lost dude between grief and the pandemic my entire 25th year Mm -hmm. my whole year of 25 was inside yeah that's wild we lost a whole year we did really lose but everyone did i know i know but like we're none of us are getting that time back but it's okay we don't need it we got more you don't need it i don't need it we got more ahead of us like there's nothing but time around here baby like we good yeah Usually I would think, usually that would make me think about, like, dying in a freak accident in, like, the next two years, but, um, but my, my antidepressants total. are working. <laughs> so, I didn't go that straight to a car accident. And yeah. I hear dying in two years, and I'm like, 
Well, <laughs> I used to joke a lot that my cat was going to, um, that I was going to die before my cat. And then I was like, I've said that too many times. Yeah, like, I'm to starting chill, to manifest chill it. Chill on that joke. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't say it anymore. Yeah, I heard you Because it'll that. be true. Good. Don't fucking manifest that. <laughs> Cats can live a long time, too. Jane looked up how long peacocks live when she was here. How long do they live? Like 20 years? Domesticated ones in the wild, they can live like 50. Shut a 50-year-old She, peacock? like, said it to me to, like, freak me out, and it did. She's like, I like That's it. not even your peacock, dude. Tell me it's not my peacock, because it sure is. <laughs> Hashtag not my peacock. Hashtag not my fucking peacock. It a feels like my peacock. nobody else has. It is yeah. your peacock for all intents Stop! Purposes. Don't even say that. Do you, no one on this podcast... You're way more worried about it than your neighbor is. My neighbor has fully... Forgotten about Fred. Not forgotten. <laughs> she comes over sometimes and feeds him dog food in our yard. And I'm like, I wish you'd fucking take this somewhere else. I don't need him thinking take my him yard home. is... You can't really catch a peacock. To catch a peacock. To catch a peacock. The peacock runs as fast. <laughs> I have gotten in a foot race with him, but I am not kidding. We can run the same speed. I can run it longer. <laughs> I won only because he can't hold it. But the peacock can run as fast as his me endurance in a isn't great. His endurance is not great, but at a sprint, we run the same Shut speed. The I am not up. kidding you. Who here can that say the they have gotten in a foot race with a peacock? Because I have. That is an extremely scary image. Me foot racing with peacock, but he zigzags. Jane, I almost like broke my ankle. Jane was what? Jane said, "Why are you running race. with it?" I gotta shoe him. Oh, okay. People you don't call Peta on me, y'all. But like. You got, we've alluded on this podcast. She's being bullied by her neighbor's peacock. But some would say I'm bullying the peacock. Well, you have to now. I, he, it's like when your kid comes home and they got in a fight and you're like, well, you have to hit them back. No, I You got to hit them back, Well, it's a little like that, but it's more like standing. It is like standing up to the bully. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to hit Fred <laughs> on record. Let's be clear. On record, I'm not going to hit Fred <laughs> It's more emotional abuse. Maybe with a water balloon I'd hit Fred, but like okay. nothing harder. He than would a, deserve it. With a bio And they can live up to 50 years, so he's fine. My neighbor's peacock has been showing me who's boss for a while now, and I've, I've needed to change the narrative a little bit, <laughs> and it has turned me into someone I don't want to be, but peacocks are aggressive, y'all. You don't even know. Unless does you any, know. Yeah, wait. Does anybody have any experiences with peacocks? Because I'd be so interested to know. Re- reach out if you've also been in a foot race with a peacock because this I podcast, fucking have. <laughs> this podcast is about dead moms and peacocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Venn diagram. I could do a peacock podcast. I know you, you could. don't understand no, how I know you could. fucking peacock experience I have. I would love a PowerPoint on the journey of Fred. Like, I really do feel like, my dad said something like, if you can get him to stay off our yard, you could probably, like, write an article on how to keep a peacock. You're literally right. I Googled it, and there's, like, people. You already have some hot tips. Like, it's a thing. Your neighbor's She's been using the soundtrack to Bo Burnham's Inside. He hates it. Peacocks have incredible hearing. Like, if I, my alarm going off in the morning on my phone, Fred can hear it. He starts squalling. From a tree outside, he can hear my alarm going off. Fred's already been up. My alarm. <laughs> Fred woke me up before Did, my alarm. Did he do like a rooster call when the sun comes up? No, he just does a a peacock call every twenty minutes, all the time. <laughs> every twenty minutes, all the time. So I had to scare him out of my yard. This is turning into peacock hour, and that's I got a lot to fine, say. That's fine. That's part of this podcast. But <laughs> if I did, have I explained that my neighbor's peacock hangs out in my yard? That's the whole. Story. That's the whole thing. That's the whole story. It's not really the whole thing, but it's the whole thing. It's not the whole thing, but if you need to know the baseline details, my neighbor's peacock is in my yard a lot, and there's it's there's some tension. Tune into the sister podcast for the rest of the story. 
Um, and if anyone wants peacock feathers in about six weeks, I'm going to have a lot of peacock feathers. Is he going to molt? He's about to molt. He'll be he'll be quieter once he is out of this. Yeah. He's real. He, he's really horny, and I honestly feel bad for him because me too. He's not going to find another peacock around here. No, no, no. I know. Isn't that sad? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it is. She, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that there's no... He's, like, displaying his feathers. He's, like, someone, anyone, yeah. anyone out there. He's, like, I'm just not trying hard enough. Just, oh, my God. He's, like, us on a dating app. He's, like, what is it about me? Ew. Sorry. I don't want to be a male peacock. On it. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Do you ever swipe on people who are so, 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 so out of your type just to see if you're their type? Yes. It's so... I'm, like, I'm not into you, but, like, are you into me? Yeah. For sure. Like, like pretty boy, like, muscle guys. I'm like, are you It's a game. Me? It's completely a game. I just want to see if they're into me. Yeah. Except you use Tinder, which is scary, because then they can message you. Um, that's not really scary, though. Oh. On Bumble, like... I mean, they never have anything interesting to say. No. What's... Do you think the most common first messages... People on... all... I mean, this is, like, with everyone, but it's about my cat. Like, they'll message me about my cat. I don't mind messages about my tattoos. That's usually the second one. Really? Yeah. Cats and tattoos. It's the easiest thing to laugh at. I don't have either is of that, those? Is that your cat? What? What's its name? Like, that's an easy opener for people. Really? Yeah, dude. I'll do it sometimes. Y'all know. I work so much harder than that. I'm like, I see something oh like God, in the yeah, background and I like reference. Yeah. Like a specific artist in their music. Like, if I don't have any of that though, like if somebody's really giving me crumbs with their profile. Just a cat. Yeah. The cat is easy. I have never referenced a cat, mm-hmm. or even a dog for that matter. <laughs> Should this this episode title be just called Dating Advice? I'm like, we leave it at this. Peacock Dating Show. Peacock Dating Show. Did y'all miss us? <laughs> you waited a week, an yeah. extra week for yeah. this? Congrats, we're back. Congrats, we're back. Gracing your ears with um, this. I have a thought. Okay. <laughs> Dangerous. I have a thought. Um, I mean, I'm just, something I've been talking about, or something I did talk about with my therapist was that I'm, I'm in a place now of, um, and it's, it doesn't feel like it's a trauma response. It doesn't feel like it's something that's happening outside of my control. I'm in a place of softening. Like I really am beginning to soften and like open back up to the possibility of an enjoyable life. Um, and like making choices that, um, get me closer to that yep and like allowing myself to do new things that my mom won't know about just because they're good for me you know um and that's where some of my anger uh on her behalf comes from it's like I get to make all these choices for myself and move forward but she doesn't have any say in it so like that yeah that does make me upset on some level and I think that there is a little bit of guilt creeping in too which I think is natural just like oh, guilt beginning to move on is like really hard and like giving yourself permission to be able to do that um and I f- still have this feeling um that I never really suffered enough to warrant opening up again in the first place like, I feel like I didn't really put in my um you my, didn't cry over deodorant yeah exactly exactly mm. and I never really had that so it's like how can I be how can I be quote unquote getting better if I wasn't bad enough to begin with in the first place? And I'm like just constantly holding myself, constantly holding myself to this standard of suffering that just like doesn't exist and that I will never ever meet for myself. So like trying to step outside of that and like 
I've been meeting so many cool people and uh-huh. doing cool things uh-huh. and I have this new movie job and like all this stuff is really moving in a positive direction for me and really moving. Like there is a lot yeah. of flow and action yeah, in my great. life right that's now. Great. Yeah. Um, and it's all genuinely good, good stuff and that stuff that is challenging me in, in good ways and that is allowing me to create a life in Pittsburgh comparable to a life that I had in New York, comparable to the life I had before, which is to say stability. Of okay, degree. I was going to say, what is, why are we comparing? What, just a degree just of like a, feeling okay, like yeah. I have some control over what's happening in no, my day-to-day life. even just having a life. Feeling like there's having, a life having that's a life, there. Having like spheres things, of people yes, who I can go yes. to. Just feeling like there's something there. I have to be somewhere sometimes. There's people you see. There's things. And it's like you were saying, coming back from vacation, like something to return to. Yeah. Yeah. And that has been really present for me. And I've been in a healthy place with my relationship with my dad, which was like my main thing through the winter. Um, So I just like I feel good, and I I love that. That's that's when me and Cynthia got to a point in our session where I was like, that makes me feel so bad and like guilty that I feel that way when I feel like I never felt bad enough to begin with to warrant like feeling good again. She was like, you just, you have to do this. Like you just have yeah. to keep making good choices for yourself. And you know, people die, people die and you have to figure out how to go forward. I mean, and that's it's what so you're true. It is so true. It, I think what hurts is that it was our moms. It's like people die. It's well, like, so like a doy. Well, I think give that me she's more. I think that she's simplifying it to that degree on purpose. And it's so true. Yeah. And I have accepted that there's just this extra twinge yeah. that it's like it was my mom. But it, yeah, but but her but it was my mom. But her and, and it's not even like on one hand it's like and that happened to her and then yeah. like I think that's it's like it happened to no, her. No, that's where I'm coming from is like this is something that happened it's it happened to us peripherally. It happened to my mom and she doesn't get and to I say anything about it. Yeah, like, so I'm pissed. I hate that that happened. I'm to her mad yeah, yeah, yeah. that like she had to go through that, didn't even have any say in the matter. Yeah. And now the life is the the world is picking up again and she doesn't get to even fucking be in it. No. And we have to we're stuck here. And we have to be in it. We have to like live a life now. We have to like it's like, hey, you've we've taken away your mom and keep going. Keep going, kid. Yeah. You gotta just keep going without her. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Someone, like, tore off the training wheels mid-ride. Yeah. And uh, you better find the momentum. Yeah, and then we're you going downhill. downhill. We're, we are downhill, and you better learn to steer because... It's up to you. You ain't getting those wheels back. Yeah, there's no fallback anymore. There's no... My dad is not the security net that my mom was. <laughs> fucking obviously obviously I my godmother said the saddest shit to me when I was I went to visit my godmother in Chicago and the first day there she like made me lunch she made me a nail appointment she did all this stuff mm. she was like I'm gonna do this blah 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 and I was like oh you spoil me and she goes yeah who else does and I was like Aww. yeah I mean I haven't been spoiled since I had a mom like I haven't been spoiled yeah. by anyone since I had a mom yeah I know yeah we lost and I feel like it's such a selfish thing to say but I realized no like, everybody should have one person who does but that not even them. one person like I feel like it's something we don't give ourselves credit for needing because my mom died and then my boyfriend and I broke up 10 days later and I, I've said this to you before I feel like I had this this well of adoration 
which is something that it's okay to admit you need someone to care about you. And I had that both of those stripped away from me at the same time. And I just haven't felt like anyone cares about me. Someone who fucking cares what's going on in my life. And I know I have people, but someone like Someone who prioritizes different. you. Some, a boyfriend and a mom are different. Those are of like a, a pillar. Those are pillars yeah. in your life. And I had two of them ripped out. Yeah. And I just, and it wasn't so much that I needed them. They were like the load bearing walls in your house. And, and I realized that it's like, what pisses me off is that I can stand on my own. And I've learned that, but, but I still want a Affection. And yeah. that is what hurts is that I can be strong on my own, but I'm still, I can't get affection on my own. Mm. I can't give my, I can be strong and like handle it all, but I don't, I can't give myself affection. And like, that is what I've been craving. I, I don't have a mom. I don't you have a boyfriend. Yourself, like I can't yeah. give that to myself. And yeah. it's like so hard to need You're it. so good at giving it to other people. Yeah. <laughs> I love giving it to other yeah. people, and I just would love like your mom a made you very good at that. Bit, it was cool little. to see you like in her shoes as a dinner party oh, host. That's sweet to hear. Yeah, that's sweet to You're hear. You're really good at it. It's clear she oh, taught you a lot. She taught me all. Of, yeah, by bossing me around at her parties. Yeah, but uh, okay. I'm trying to think of like anything else. Please. I don't know. It's just weird to not even be a year out. You know. Or no, you have the last rest of your life ahead of you. But to already also be in this phase of, like, it feels like I'm beginning to put things back together. And it's like, well, it hasn't even been a Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. The, like, having a life again is kind of... So it's like, do I? Like, is something else going to happen? Well, that's one thought. Man. (laughs) Your anxiety really is totally different than mine. Hmm. I just feel like it's this weird thing, like, I was at the wedding, I went to a wedding last weekend, and I just, like, was this thing where I, like, was conscious of, like, if I brought up this thing, it might bring up my mom, and, like, it's Mm -hmm. not that I don't want to talk about her, but it's, like, I do, and I feel like I'd have to say she died, and I don't want to say that here now. It changes the whole tone. I've, I've noticed there is a new, how to navigate how I navigate conversations is different. Like my friend Sterling, this is like so random, but my mom had accidentally double ordered animal cracker cookie cutters to make animal crackers. Two orders. She accidentally ordered double, which is way too many. More than anybody Way, way more. And my mom followed, my friend Sterling had a baby and my mom followed her on Instagram and thought the baby was so cute and like specifically said to me something like, I'd like you to ship the extra one of these cookie cutters to your friend Sterling with her baby boys. She has two baby boys. And I saw Sterling at the wedding and I was like, Mm. I want to bring it up, but like my mom died and I don't think Sterling knows that. Oh. Because I never post on social. Because you're not on social. So like a lot of people know, I don't know. If they've heard it, oh, that's really different. So I just was like, for me, it's like my whole social presence. Yeah, Yeah. not my whole social presence. No, no, no. But you know what I mean. You put it on your social, like it's part of your social persona. It's a part of it. Yeah. And I never did that, and so like I don't know if she knows, and in fact I don't. I can like almost tell through the way people treat me. The way people talk to you, yeah. And so my friend. Like, I didn't even bring it up. I was like, I don't want to bring up these cookie cutters because if I bring it up, I'm going to have to explain my mom died. And it's not that it's I... It's totally different. It's only different when they already know. It's but so But, like, having different. to tell someone for the first, first time, time, 
No. And it's not that I can't talk about it. It's just like, no, I don't you have to get it, into it. it. That's another self-care decision. It's yes. like, how much of this do I personally want to get into right now? Yep. And there's a difference a between wedding. making that choice and, and hiding the information. If, you know what I if mean? If Sterling and I had been at coffee. Exactly. Would have brought it up. 6 p.m. at a wedding? It didn't really no. have anything to do with her. It no, was the, no. the location. I it saw was the her. Oh, it's like, I saw her, and of course my mind jumps to something about my mom. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I'm not going to, just, I didn't need to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's that's a whole other degree of it, too. That's a whole We've degree. talked about disclosing to people in general, but... Now it's like we're going back out to social functions. Yeah. Where people don't like, it's weird. know you or people don't know about what's happened to you. And that's different. Starting a new workplace. Ooh. That's been weird for me. It's weird. I've had I've How done do it like you... person by person. Like I've dropped it into conversation. How quickly though? Well, the first person I told at work was after like a month of working there, I told uh, the HR person. And it was only it wasn't even I was just like rolling silverware and she happened to be standing next to me and we were, it was Mother's Day and we had had like the busiest, craziest day on Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, I fucking bet. And she didn't even, she said something about Mother's Day, but she, it, she wasn't like, what are you doing with your mom? Like it wasn't yeah. anything like that, but I was just like, oh, this is actually my first Mother's Day without my mom. And she, she's like the fucking greatest. Jessica P, I love you. If you ever listen to this, I doubt it, but she's so great and like made me feel super comfortable, but Ever since then, I've I've becoming I've been becoming like closer and closer with different people at work. Yeah. So it's like, once it comes up in conversation naturally, and I feel like I'm at a certain level with that person, yeah. I feel comfortable saying something. Um, but again, it's like I'm not hiding it. It's not like anybody's bringing it up and I'm like denying it or whatever. It's not like it's a secret, but it is like we're at work, and I don't really know you, but this is a huge part of who I am. When is it appropriate? Yeah, it's weird. And the times when it becomes appropriate become obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does kind of fall into place, but it isn't something that doesn't weigh on you for a little bit as mm-hmm. if we need more stuff weighing on us. Yeah. But there was like definitely a period of time like at my work where I hadn't said it yet, but I was like, when do I bring it up? Yeah. Like, that was kind of like a cloud. Yeah, totally. And eventually it worked out really well where my boss did say something like, so what'd you do for Mother's Day? Right as all my coworkers walked away and I was mm-hmm. able to be like, well, it's kind of like awkward to disclose, but, um, you know, my mom did pass away. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. It. That's about yep, it. There it is. And the thing that my boss said in response was interesting because she said, I knew something was up, but I didn't think it'd be that. And it interest me because I almost wonder like do we have well, do we have these aura of like something's up I think I have an aura of suffering <laughs> I think put I that do. on a fucking shirt <laughs> I think I have an aura of suffering <laughs> Cassidy we're gonna need a graphic <laughs> Cassidy we're gonna need a graphic um, Roger Cassidy <laughs> I think I have an aura of suffering <laughs> Jesus Christ I don't know I think I'm the kind of person who you talk to and you're like oh she's like been through something do you, I don't know. Is, what do you think? What do you guys think? Yeah. What do you? I know she has, so I'm biased. For but sure. What do you guys think? Do we give off a been through some shit vibe? Hmm. I don't mind that. Because I have. You're tougher because you don't. You're not on social, so there's nobody can perceive you through the internet. But the fact that I haven't been on social is almost like troubling. That yeah, like, like what happened to her? What the fuck happened? To her? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I saw like a. We went to that. Yeah, because there's got to be a reason. Uh, and people, yeah, 
It's almost like people love to jump to conclusions much. too much. Like it's too much leeway to give people like their imaginations. <laughs> but I was at a that event with Let you that pop up and or that market. Yeah. And I saw like a someone I had been Instagram friends with there, and they were staring at me, and I was like, it probably is like seeing a ghost because like I haven't been yeah. online in over a year. Oh, she's still alive. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. like, whoa, she's still. <laughs> she just is living her life without Instagram. Like what? People do that? People do that? Even, like, the wedding, I was like, if I don't post about it, like... Nobody knows No one knows I was there. So then who were you performing But that's my point. It's like, I know I was at the wedding. Yeah, who's it for? Even, like, I realized because I'm not on social, like, people were, like, taking photos and I had no interest in being in them. I was just, maybe I'm depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I also could have some depression, but, like... I was like, people would be like taking photos, and I'd be like, please give me, I don't want to be. Yeah, because you don't care about like being tagged no, or like care. looking hot. I yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'll. <laughs> yeah, I I would love like a social media retreat at some point. I did go on a, this was like, uh, this is tangential, but I went on a three day retreat in college. I've, yeah, I think I brought it up. It. Kairos, if anybody's been on Kairos, uh-huh. please reach out to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they take your phones for the entire right, three right, days right. and they tape over any like clocks and they like remove them from the house Weird. and like nobody knows what time Weird. it is for an entire three days. And that kind of disorientation is like the perfect amount of like stepping outside of reality. Like you yeah. really get to create your, your own version of reality cool. for those three days. Cool. And I would love an experience like that again. Like in a, as long as it were in like a safe environment. Did you hear that? I was Fred. No, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, as long like, as... like, I'll pay money to have that. As long as somebody have... else knows what time it is, like, I would love to not know. Just turn your phone off for even a day. I think you'll be surprised. Yeah. It's so... I did that 4th of July, like, two years ago, because I remember my mom was alive, and it was 4th of July, and I turned my phone off in the morning, and I didn't turn it on until the evening, mm-hmm. and I, the day lasted so long. It yeah. felt like a long-ass day. Yeah. It was cool. Recommend. If you feel up. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the go on a retreat, you can just hit the power button. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Don't be all pragmatic with me. Yeah, sorry. I'm like the worst. I'm the worst. Why um, would I take the easiest way? You're like, why would I do for myself what I could pay someone to force me <laughs> Shut to Shut up! Oh my god! Me with do my brand new bar? MacBook. <laughs> That's Taurus culture. Mars is about to enter Leo. What's that mean? I mean, it would be fun. Quinn's astrology corner. It would be fun if it weren't going to immediately be opposed by Saturn. Mars and Leo is usually, like, kind of, like, a really fun place for Funky, Mars to be. wild. Um, because, so, there's this thing called mutual reception, which I, like, have brought up but did not explain properly in any way. Um, it's when two planets are in the other guy's home signs. Okay, uh-huh. So, like, okay. so they're in each other's spaces. and they At can the kinda, same time. Yeah, they can kind of walkie-talkie yeah. and be like, how you doing over there? Like, do you need anything? I know where everything is. Like, what do you want? Oh, nice, and So yeah. there's, like, a cooperation that yeah. happens It's there. like the holiday with Kate Winslet. It is the holiday. It is the holiday. Kate Winslet and what's-her-name were in mutual reception. What? Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect way to explain it. Oh, my God. Um... And so, anyways, usually Mars and Leo would be a pretty cool because there's a relation to the sun there, and Leo is a fixed fire sign, and so Mars has all this endurance to really do the, the fun fire things that it wants to do there and to take care of the uh-huh. people around it, too. Um, but being opposed by Saturn, literally July 1st, like, as soon as it enters Leo, um, 
Saturn is like right across the board, right across the chart. And it's kind of staring down Mars. And it's like, kind of like, um, it's like having a chaperone. It's like having a really mean babysitter mm-hmm. who doesn't let you do anything you want to do and like makes you sit at the bottom of the stairs. That was a really good analogy that made me sad. Yeah. So like Saturn is, is the mean nun. Not time to And party. like Mars is just trying to have a good time. When does that fucking end? It's not a super long transit because Mars moves pretty fast. So it'll be outside. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was fine. So it'll be outside of... Can, um, what's something we can look... Is there something we can look forward to in July? <laughs> that, that maniacal laughter. Um, we're headed into Leo season with the sun as well mm-hmm. as Venus and Mars are going to be in Leo as well. Well, so. that means something that Venus goes into Leo because my Venus is conjunct my ascendant. So... Will my Leoness be more Leo? Not necessarily. Um, you're a... Leo's sun. Uh-huh. So it'll eventually con- conjoin your sun. Venus and Mars will eventually be on top of your sun. So um, anybody who has Leo placements, like this will apply to you more because anything that passes through Leo is going to pass over your personal placements that occur yeah, in there. That makes sense. So like my Mars is going to be crossed over at yeah, some point as uh-huh. well. And anybody who has Mars and Leo, you're about to have a Mars return, um, which happens, I think between one and two years, I forget how long it takes Mars to go through the signs. Um, but yeah, any, anybody who has Leo personal placements, this it's going to be relevant. It's going to activate whatever you have going on in Leo. So um, your sun, obviously, because your birthday is going to come up. I think Leo season can be good for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's, everyone a, it's, a, bright, little, it's a bright time. The sun is highest in the sky, like... But in terms of, like, overarching stuff for July, I'm probably going to have to come back on that next week. Why don't week. you write a... I was thinking on the IG... Oh, I'm not going to put more work on you, but... That'd be... That could be I could ask Cassidy to, like, whip up a little astrographic. write it out. Yeah, maybe. that'd be fun. Because I was thinking of even doing a day where I posted, like, my recommendation for the week, putting it on the Instagram. Yeah, you should. Which, We need to figure week, out how to put more info on. How to, I mean, I need to download Instagram. Like, that'd be a good step one. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm about to have an extra phone that's going to be my Instagram phone, but cool. it's not going to be the phone I've been using for Instagram, which is a phone from 2016. <laughs> so, this is a new phone. It's from last, from 2020. I know you don't believe me. This is a 2020 phone. Does it have a button? It has a home button, but it's from 2020. Wild. Um, my recommendation for the week, though, which I mentioned last week, what it was going to be is Crying in H Mart, mm. the book. It... Honestly, I have to read that. It is too much. Like it, if I can read that, I can read anything. It really? Is so, how did his mom die? Uh, it's a woman, and her mom died from cancer, and okay, so they had. Um, she was twenty five, and they just had just kind of made up. It, oh, babe. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> they had a. You know, they bickered in their teenage... It's just... And they, like, come... She, like, comes to a new understanding of her relationship with her mom post-death through food. It's, like... Yeah, it was shit, real cool. It was... Very it, personal. If that was loud on the microphone, it, that was intentional. It was her it being meant, stabbed in the heart. Be, it meant to yeah. stab me. So I really feel like if I can read that book, I can read any grief book. How awesome that there is at least one person out there who you could have, like, an extremely personal conversation with and have never met before. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about it. And it, it just has, 
as someone who writes about their grief a lot, I appreciated reading it because they were so honest and raw and it mm-hmm. resonated so much and it just instilled in me like the power of being honest and raw and how that will help others not feel alone. Hell yeah. And like that's what that whole book is, is that it's so real and that's what all... You were like witnessing her. Yeah. And it, yeah. And in, in it, I saw myself and that's what good memoir does and that's what good, the like distillation of good memoir is truth and that's what everyone can see and yeah. so yeah I can't recommend I it I'm crying memoir. in H Mart crying in H Mart good little grief memoir and I have a second grief memoir here I just bought if I can find it oh I think I might have taken it downstairs oh man I just bought it I had another grief memoir oh it's right here writers and love L- writers and lovers by Lily King hmm. um the first sentence, blindsided by her mother's sudden death and wrecked by a recent love affair, 31-year-old Casey, whatever it is, I'm going to be into it. <laughs> Don't even need to know what 31-year-old Casey is doing. Just the fact that that's the premise. I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. So that'll be my, probably my next week's recommendation is reading Writers and Lovers. But yeah, I think if you want to be cut open by a grief memoir, if you've had, I also think anyone should read it because I think it is such a window into mm-hmm. grief. Like that's, it is such a like, almost like that kind of writing that you're jealous of because you're like, you just got it. You just got it. You just pinpointed it. I'm reading a book kind of like that. What book? Um, It doesn't have to do with grief, but it's called Somebody's Daughter um, and it's by Ashley Ford, who's like big on Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's her, her voice is just so beautiful. I love the way that Mm -hmm. she uses the English language. I'm going to read you a passage after we wrap Mm because it like was so beautiful. Get your friend. That's Fred. And that's far away, so imagine if he's right there. Oh my god. Yeah. We are hearing Fred the Peacock at this very moment. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna um, go bully the peacock. I'm twenty eight. I'm not I'm twenty seven. Okay. We're in her childhood bedroom. We're in my childhood bedroom this week. Alright guys, sorry we missed again, but we love ya. Anyways, thanks for listening. Bye.